Hey gamers, I'm Mr. X, chasing after you because you dropped your watch. Patrick. And I am still haunted by that creepy piano from Super Mario 64. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to RP Gamer special episode number one, a podcast about spooky stuff in video Ooh. games. Ooh. Hey gamers, we have a special guest with us today. Danny is here joining us for the first time on the podcast. Danny, welcome. And do you want to say a little bit about yourself? Hello. Hi. Um, well, I I'm also a gamer, you know. Surprise, surprise. And uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm here for spoopy stuff. I'm ready for spoopy stuff. Well, boo! Boo! No, I'm booing because ghosts. Oh, boo. yes, yes. Would you say that Danny's our special guest or a special ghost? special ghost oh. well so <laughs> gamers we just basically wanted to check in with you and see how you're doing now that season one's done and uh we figured halloween would be a great time to do that so we're just gonna talk about all things at the intersection of video games horror and halloween so jason Ooh. and danny i guess i want to know what does halloween mean to you uh, first off, Patrick is lying. He just missed all of you. He just wanted to record another episode. I do. I it's. I've actually just been sipping tea and crying <laughs> in a corner, holding your knees up. No, holding my 3ds, obviously. Ah, there you go. I I feel like for me, it's it's a time of year, honestly, that is past summer. So I know that summer is over. And and don't get me wrong, I love summer and whatnot, but it's not as ideal to me as like winter and the colder seasons. So I love that. And I know Halloween brings along that sort of feeling. And uh, J- Jason's definition, Halloween to me is the holiday after Labor Day, but before Thanksgiving. <laughs> Literally. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's it's like a sense of a, a different mood. And uh, I used to work in retail. And after the like busyness of summer, like Halloween, the holiday right before it, it was always calmer. So it was a nicer, like peaceful like time. And then, of course, you accentuate that with horror movies and scary stuff. Uh, a couple of my cousins are really into horror movies and like gore and, and things like that. And being able to talk to them and, and kind of enjoy that together is always really fun. It's just a different type of mood uh, from the rest of the summer and from the coming Christmas holiday and Thanksgiving. So it kind of, yeah, it kind of means I'm like a, a changing of think, times there. I'm with you on that. I think it's a, like the, it's a good crossover of like just a mood, but also scary shit at the same time too, where for me, it's thinking of being a kid. I enjoyed the, kid part of halloween of you know like trick-or-treating wearing costume gaming but i struggled with some Mm -hmm. things like the scary movies that have traumatized me like still to this day danny how about you wuss i i honestly like i i do spooky (laughs) shit all year yeah exactly 100 percent. no but yeah I, i do spooky stuff all year round so like halloween is just like I would say another day, but like it's nice because then the world also gets behind it, so it like validates me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's where I'm at with it. It's like, but I, I definitely have like a lot of fond memories as like a kid because you know back when I used to go outside and didn't work my life away and then have to, you know, have a hobby that requires me to also stay indoors. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I, like I like fall. Fall is just like my thing, and Halloween is just like the epitome of fall. And so that's why I'm like, I'm always down for Halloween. I, it's it's the best time of year. And I think it's supposed to be every gay's favorite like, like holiday. Is that? I think <laughs> that 
is a possibility. I mean, not to stereotype, <laughs> but also to stereotype. We do love to dress up. <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to be sexy Pikachu. Especially like. <laughs> okay, so you need to draw sexy Pikachu and put it on our Discord and our Instagram now. Oh, perfect. It's recorded. <laughs> uh, yeah, or or just you in a costume as sexy Pikachu. Oh God. <laughs> nobody wants to see that no <laughs> i guess is what is that your, is that one of your is that one of your go-tos is that like one of your favorite honestly no i've favorites? never done it i always joke about it but no but actually i did the, literally the today whatever yeah i well i bought this okay so when i was a kid i had a meryl costume like the pokemon meryl and it was like this just no, legit. thing you pulled over yourself and like it was it was made out of like this cheap material. So like if you laid it on the ground, it would just lay flat. So it was like a little Meryl area rug. But like your arms and your legs oh, so just went in it. It was basically it. just a blanket, but it was Meryl. <laughs> kind of, yeah. It was like it was basically like you, it's like a, you put it's yourself like a ghost in a Christmas costume, ball. but Meryl's printed over it. <laughs> Pretty much like his face is on your chest. And I just bought one on ebay <laughs> so i'm going to a halloween party in two weeks and i'm going to be exactly the same meryl and we'll see if i fit in it or not but it's for children's ages seven to ten <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're gonna make us, it you're gonna make it sexy yeah. in a, inadvertently by just exactly and... it'll have to be sexy because i don't wear pants exactly. with it no. <laughs> <laughs> jason i don't think of you as being uh or I guess I've never known you like in that span that we were in college together of being a huge Halloween person. But I, I know you've done some cosplay since you moved out west. Like, what have you done in terms of cosplay or costumes? Yeah, for that, sure. Or like uh, video game. Video game themes. Yeah. So when we were in college, uh, I technically did go one year as the hunter from Left 4 Dead because that released the year that we that it was that Halloween. And that was really fun. And people recognized Ooh. me. I was like, oh, you know who I am? And I made that costume at Goodwill because that's what you do. Uh, that, was, exactly. that was pretty cool. And uh, thinking, yeah, thinking about my my childhood video game character story, we did have a group of friends uh, that went as the Heroes of Light from the first Final Fantasy, Ooh, but we did it as like did. also <gasps> a kind of a DIY. So I I went as the Black Mage, so I had kind of an old like it, it was black, unfortunately, robe that we wore, and like I had a big old staff and a big wizard hat. It was pretty cool. My friend did the fighter, and uh, oh, he, he did a really good job because he had like the the blue shirt and the pants and the, and the headband, the bandana. It was it was cool, but of course no one knew what we were, but we knew what we were, and that's all that really mattered. <laughs> Danny, I'm assuming in that situation you would have been the white mage. Oh, I have a hoodie that is a white mage hoodie that my friend like helped me make. So yeah, I, I definitely would have. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, let's um, do this. I would I would have been the red mage 100. percent Let's do it. I feel yeah, like that. What are you doing right now? No. <laughs> you also asked me about uh, cosplay, and we did yeah. cosplay out here. So uh, Laura, my partner, and I we we've made a few costumes. Uh, the first one I can think of we did video game themed was uh, the Squid Kids from Splatoon. So we, uh, Laura made the hats and we helped make the pants and shirts. We made it all by ourselves. It was pretty cool. I said we, but really I mean Laura. She made it all by herself. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, honest. yeah. Uh, we did go one year as uh, technically Animal Crossing characters, but it was specifically <gasps> from the Wii U game Nintendo Land and the Sweet Day game. You're kind of a me character, oh. but you're wearing Animal Crossing outfits. So we made those hats and we made like uh, little fake candies. I carried around a giant fork and, and knife because that's what one of the, the dogs do in that game. It, it was it was cool. and People recognized us. It was fun. But I think the biggest one we did was I want to say in 2018, 
we went as Overwatch characters to this. Yeah, that's the one I know. Of. I've seen yeah. that photo of you. Yeah. And that was like the most legit. I mean, every like we had a group of six, which is great because you play Overwatch in packs of six. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was great. A, a friend 3D printed the gun. Laura painted it. Laura handmade like my costume, her costume. It, it was it was pretty sweet. Uh, but what about you, Patrick? You haven't said anything yet. What are you thinking about Halloween? Yeah. Um. So costumes for me. I mean, I think I stopped after a certain point because when uh, Yumi and Ashley went out that one Halloween to the bars, I went as straight. Um. But <laughs> prior to being an RA, I probably the last big costume Classic. that I did that was video game uh, oriented was I went as Squall from Final Fantasy VIII, and Ooh, I was actually nice. very proud of that costume in terms of like how i looked but i tried to assemble a gun blade out of cardboard and it just <laughs> did not work out so how imagine, did that like, not work <laughs> if i could if i can find the photo i'll post it on our mm-hmm. discord or instagram but um like you know like me in a leather jacket and black pants and the belt and stuff like that and my hair is basic was basically squall's hair at that point i mean it was a little bit i wore it a little bit more towards the spiky side than like the laid down side but um and then like this really cheap ass looking <laughs> gun blade <laughs> like it just did not look good so it was it was an interesting contrast but people recognized me at purdue that was pretty cool nice yeah i mean not many characters have a gun blade so that, that's got that going for you exactly you have that working for you and like it's, it's very validating anytime you make like a cosplay especially like when you make it not like you just bought a costume not saying there's anything wrong with that i just mean like when you make it yourself and people still recognize you you get like that sense of validation you're like yes i did it totally is halloween always just costumes or do you guys have anything like video game rituals that kind of revolve around halloween time too i know for me this is definitely the time that I tend to play Resident Evil or play or watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer just because I feel like it really hits that mood, you know, of fall. I remember I think Resident Evil 4 came out. There's there's just something about like that whole spooky scene and those types of games. So what about you guys? Do you have anything that's like video game ritual oriented? Um, uh, I mean, I do like I, I definitely try to bust out like the, the spookier games uh, like Resident Evil. Definitely. I know recently. I bought Resident Evil 2, the remake one, when it like came out, but I oh, saved so it good. for like around Halloween because I don't I don't remember when it came out or was it around Halloween that it came out? I don't remember. I feel like it came out in April because I remember Scott being out of town and I had to watch the house myself and he was like, "You're not allowed to play this until I come <laughs> home because I know you and because you're gonna like, get too played- scared." Yeah, basically, like, mm. I'm fine when I play it. Like, aside from a jump scare, I don't get scared at the moment. It's the impact that games have right. on me mm-hmm. when I turn it off. And then it, like, sets in uh, that I'm alone. Yeah, that's fair. I'm totally always legit. fine in the moment. Aside from being grossed out, like, I'm always fine in the moment. It's just afterward. That's I fair. Because, yeah, then yeah. other than that. Is there a zombie in that other room? You <laughs> right. in the past hour. What if they're there now? Well, in that game, it's more like holy fuck mr exactly. i hear him stomping his way towards me like i i hear the, yeah, the stomping <laughs> yeah. oh yes music like he's gonna cool like, kool-aid man through your wall and <laughs> basically but yeah and then like aside from that there are games that like especially like around high school i like played during october because like final fantasy tactics i played around i got around like halloween time yeah that's i would say that gets a fall yeah so like there are it. games that i played during that time that i like go back and play so yeah like final fantasy tactics is one there's a lot of music too that i like 
synonymized because that's also when I bought, you know, because I was a cool kid, I bought Linkin Park Meteora. And so I would like listen to that yeah, while I was album. like, don't be shitting on that one. It's so good. And I see, so yeah, I listened to that and played tactics. Like I would grind levels just like listening to that. So I, I try to replicate those, bring back those feelings of easier, simpler times. I think for me, I don't know if I have any specific video game themed things around this time of year, but it's usually more about movies or TV shows. My friends and I will try to like watch a series uh, or a scary movies at this time just to have fun. Like we sometimes will do like little dinner parties or now since of COVID, it's been like a Netflix party the past couple times. Oh, that's fair. And uh, we'll just try to do something like that just to enjoy it and, and watch. But in terms of gaming, honestly, I just kind of play whatever I want to play whenever I want to play it. And True. I don't think it's tied to any sort of specific era. But that being said, we are going to be playing Little Hope this year, which is really on the nose and, and timely, and I'm excited for that. Mm -hmm. And I think because of everyone else being in the mood for kind of horror-themed stuff and this game actually intriguing me, it kind of lines up really well. So there is a little bit of hype, and I can understand why you'd want to jump on that train. Um, Danny, you brought up RPGs, and like Jason, I get, like, you just kind of do whatever you want because that's very you. But I don't tend to play as many RPGs in the summer. I feel like there's something about that transition to fall that really just highlights that vibe or that mood that you get from an rpg i know i tend to get into some of the heavier ones like final fantasy 9 i always yes. want to play around christmas because i don't know what it maybe it's because i think it released right around christmas but there's almost that like ambiance that is really attached to it but there's something about rpgs that don't even tend to be scary that really just hit this time of the year i never really thought about that i guess what what games are you thinking of Oh, like definitely like a Final Fantasy game. I think of games like Divinity, um, those type of. I think Western RPGs do a really good job of having that sense of exploration before things wind down for the winter. Like this is a big hike time for us in real life, oh, and it. I also okay. like games that imitate that as well. Hmm. I guess I never thought about it, but if I'm thinking about the timing release of games, a lot of bigger games come out around this time, like uh, August, September, October. So I guess I'm thinking like, I know I played God of War around that time, 2018s, and I, yeah, I, I guess that is kind of an exploration game, and it, it doesn't seem like a game I'd want to play in the summer just because summer is all about, I don't know, getting outside of the actual house and doing stuff, but I'm like, it's cold now, and I want to stay inside, and so I have you, Big you Kratos to keep me company. Longer games, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, like, on that with, like, you know, games get, like, tackling longer games and, like, playing them in, like, certain seasons or anything, is there any games for you guys where, like, you know, Halloween and video games kind of cross over for the two of you? Yeah, I think for me, some of the big highlight times, um, another game that I would be very likely to play in the fall would be something like Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm. And I think one of the big reasons would just be to go to halloween town yes. um be and i of the times that you go there in kingdom hearts games i think it's just kingdom yeah, hearts 1 I and 2 agree. um kingdom hearts 1 does it so much better. yeah because didn't 2 focus um, more on like the christmas part yeah yeah 2 focused a lot more on the christmas part which when we do our christmas episode i'll probably bring <laughs> spoilers <that> <laughs> Spoiler, <laughs> yeah, spo exactly. spoilers ahead um Stay tuned. for our second special episode but um I think there's just something about that whole atmosphere. And I know it's like literal, but that's kind of what you asked of when you truly see Halloween in video games. And like, to me, uh, the nightmare before Christmas isn't a Christmas movie. It is a Halloween movie. And I know it's about Christmas, but like, I just really, I would watch it 
at Halloween, not at Christmas for that mm-hmm. reason. And mm-hmm. I would play and want to go to that world in Kingdom Hearts for that reason too. How about you, Jason? The only thing I can think of that's like a specific Halloween game, maybe you've both heard of it, but it's called Costume yes. Quest. Oh, I was going to bring that up too. Yeah. yeah. I like that one a lot. Uh, you know, I haven't played two oh. yet, to be honest. But the first one I thought was great. Danny? <laughs> yeah, have you played it? I, I, I watched my friend play through one, but I did not play either myself either. But Yeah, I've only played one. I haven't played two, but I, I want to. And like right now is the time where I especially want to. Definitely. And I think if it's like the first game, it'll be really fun. It's just it's super unique. And if you haven't heard of it for the listeners, it's basically uh, how to describe it. It's like a couple of kids go out. It's like a Nickelodeon movie. Right. Yeah. RPG about Halloween. And, like. and they, they like discover like a weird, I don't know, seance thing going on. And then they're caught into kind of like a bigger, like mediocre kind, kind of like drama. But it, it's it's funny. It's cute. And I think it, it plays on a lot of tropes from Halloween and like being a kid and wanting to get candy and all that. So it, it's really cute. And I just it I almost it was... remind. Did you ever are you familiar with the Ernest movies like Ernest goes to camp? Yeah, it's almost like the Ernest Halloween one where like evil things invade like Midwest America. Yeah, but they're all kind and of inept and dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're very inept and dumb. Um, but the only the one is this one. It's like an RPG and whatever costume you're wearing is whatever special abilities you have. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I like that you could be like the French fries and the Statue of Liberty and whatnot. It was it was it was cute. And I think when I think of like Halloween games, for some reason that comes to mind, even though it probably should be a game like Silent Hill or something like that. But I think that one was just so charming and it's it's different than what you normally see. And that's honestly what I gravitate towards. I'd rather play the colorful, funny game as opposed to the dark, gritty game. Not that I don't like them. But I think if I picked a preference, it would probably be something I've like that. I realized that, like, more as I got, like, older, like, the movies that I gravitate towards, because, like, I watch horror movies, like, all year round, but, like, the ones I'll gravitate towards more during, like, Halloween now are, like, the, like, family-friendly, like, Halloween movies, just because it's got, like, that Halloween, like, charm to it. It's not just, like, oh, it's scary. Like yeah, movie. exactly. Like, something more, like, yeah, charming and, like, just not gory because especially now i feel like a lot of like horror things are just like oh how gory can we make this and it's like it's not necessarily halloween yeah. to me <laughs> i would say that gore is not exclusive to halloween and i'm happy that you hit on that because there is something about that charm that really draws people in i would almost rather play like um a game like dead by daylight but instead it's like hocus pocus and the witches are coming after you you know what i mean then play something that's infinitely more violent than that and not like i'm not disrespecting that game whatsoever but like i it it would be cool to see something that's just like really hits that whole atmosphere of things can still be like scary and halloween themed yeah yeah and and fun without having to go past that limit you know exactly yeah. i think i think you're bringing up like a, a greater topic of gaming in general which i i bet we're all on the same side of it but i think when games become more grounded in realism they lose kind of the gamification of what we're doing anyways right so like which... mario is fun because i don't normally get to go to the mushroom kingdom and step on turtles and throw things in with fireballs and all that and like that's cool and fun and that's the game i like to play but i don't necessarily need to play a game where i'm like you know shooting zombies if i get bit once i'm gonna die instantly but i understand that people like that and that's for them but i think i'm on the side of like more fantastical fun is what i'd rather prefer i agree i would much rather go to like the haunted woods in final fantasy or in like the uh 
in Super Mario World, like that one world where everything is very ghost filled and it gives you that whole spooks fill and the Goombas are replaced with, uh, or they're not Goombas in that game, but whatever the Goomba-esque monsters are, are replaced with pumpkins, right? Oh, yes, yes, yep, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather experience something like that that really hits that vibe because it's you still you still get what it's going for without shoving it down your throat. What about right. you, Danny? I always think of, like, um, because well, growing up, I played a lot of kart racers. Like, I, I always think, when, especially when you said Haunted Woods, Diddy Kong Racing, there's the oh, track yeah. Haunted oh, Woods. Yeah. Yeah, Loved exactly. it. I played that one. I was like, let's play that one. Because it wasn't mine. I was at, at my friend's house. And so I was always like, oh, let's just race in Haunted Woods. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and like Mario, like the Mario Kart ones. I always like the the Boo Mansion. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just into like the, the cutesy horror stuff around Halloween. Just like the, the spooky, if you will. And not so much just like the flat out horror. I mean... I do watch a lot of YouTube in my spare time as well. So, I mean, obviously a lot of YouTubers that talk about gaming will bring up like the Silent Hills and the Resident Evil and stuff. And there's definitely still a place for all those. But like we were saying, like, I just think like charm definitely captures like the Halloween feel for me. And that's what separates it from the rest of the year. Uh, Also, another one that I really play around like halloween would be like castlevania i love the castlevania series and there are certain ones that i play at certain times of the year but more often than not i'll play them around halloween time just because like they're not super serious they're just like fun but they're always like monster themed but it's not like horror like i've never been like oh i can't fight this thing it's too scary (laughs) yeah right castlevania does such a good job of bringing up those classic monsters um from all cultures so a all cultures can get something out of it but like b we see those things that would pop up at halloween anyways like you see the werewolves you see vampires you see the mummy so i really feel like it 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 does hit that whole halloween niche in a way i think we've definitely hit the ground that we aren't like the hugest fan all the time of scary things but i also like scary games at the same time too you know, like, I think I go back and forth. I don't like too much of it. It's not what I actively seek out, but it's something that I like to break up the monotony of playing RPG after RPG after RPG. Um, in episode two of our podcast, we actually talked about some scary moments from non-scary video games. I guess what I want to hear from you guys are what what are some of your poop-worthy moments, if you will, from actual scary games that you've played? Like, when were some times where it was just kind of like, oh, fuck, no? Um, it's it's so strange now. I, like, it feels like a cop-out. Because it's like, it's not that I don't play, like, scary games, but I feel like scary games nowadays, it's like jump scares. So, like, yes, I'm nervous to turn the corner because I just don't want to get jump scared. But, like, it's hard to find, like, a scary game that's just given me, like, you know like actual fear feeling like because i mean obviously i can be startled anyone can be startled but um yeah i honestly other than like a pt comes to mind like when i was playing pt for the first time that like that game is just all scared exactly i was just like oh god like what is even gonna happen and like finding out because my friend he i i don't even know how he learned all the stuff that you needed to do to like 
get the true ending because he was like oh you have to like examine this stare yeah. for like an true ending for a demo it was insane <laughs> but so yeah i had to like do all these things and i was like but if i turn around she's gonna be she's there, gonna be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, the like, there. <laughs> i was definitely scared and like i know i haven't because it's like harder for me to be afraid when i'm not playing it in first person like if somebody else is playing and i'm watching it but that's how me and my friends usually like we'll play like horror games it's just like one person's playing and the other two are like watching but uh fatal frame also i think oh, is yeah. a that, lot those games are are scary yeah because that one like, like you have to face the ghosts yeah, like you, it's not just like do oh avoid it like no you have to snap photos of it take their take their selfie <laughs> all these grudge looking motherfuckers exactly so yeah uh we only played the first one i own i own three i think because i know one of yeah I, yeah i think it's three because two is like stupid expensive i want to play two but I'll two is it. the one with the twins yep. and yeah. i th- thought Prince that one was really scary because like you literally see one of the twins just like be more possessed and psychotic as the game goes on and it's like nope, that. you can just go die in these woods. Just, <laughs> just end it now. <laughs> yeah, I'll bash you with that with that camera. Right. <laughs> who's, the bi- who's the bitch now? Who needs to take the photo? Just bash him with it. There are two probably big standout moments for scary games, uh, and I know what you're saying about jump scares for sure. Um, how sometimes it's just overused, but they can really get you sometimes. Playing Silent Hill for the room. Oh, I love there are moments. So, so I still lived in the middle of nowhere in Indiana at this point. This is like when we were in college and there are times like there are ghosts in that game, which is not a silent hill norm. And there are reasons why there are ghosts. I'm not going to spoil anything there, but you are trapped in your room at the same time too. And at some point in your like small apartment slash room, these hauntings take place and really messed up things happen in your apartment. And it would really freak me out because, you know, you just walk into this room and all of a sudden, like, this demonic symbol is on the wall and shit starts flying everywhere and you're taking damage because you're near the possession. So that that was like a definite note for me, especially (laughs) when you live out in the country. And I'm sure that adds to the atmosphere of it. The other time is playing the Resident Evil 2 remake. And there is a point where Mr. X literally punches through the wall if he's in a certain area like so in the original original resident evil 2 there are two points where he just like punches through a wall when he's he's coming after you but it's scripted mm-hmm. right in this one it's like at any point that he's in like this conference room or if he's near there and you're on the back end of that coming back and i didn't know if it was going to happen in that game because in the remake there's no other point where he's punching through the walls and you can usually hear where he is and if you're not running and you're not shooting and he's not nearby he doesn't know where you are but this motherfucker punches through the wall and i haven't killed any zombies on the way to this area that i'm boxed into because i didn't want to alert him so he gets me like twice and now i'm hobbling to get away from him i have the camera pointing backwards so i can see how close (laughs) he is to me and then i walk into his you know i mean like that I I think I just got up and walked away. Like I probably just left the PlayStation on and just drove to Starbucks and got myself something. <laughs> so the camera just perpetually said, "You are dead," rotating outward forever. Exactly. Scott walks by, yeah. looks at the PlayStation, shrugs, and just yeah. goes back yeah. to whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah, lines up. All right. Well, thanks for uh, giving me a new nightmare fuel. Appreciate it. 
Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. And we are back to part two of our podcast. Yes, of course, we are going to play a game like we usually do because it wouldn't be RP Gamer without games. Yeah, so what do you think this is? we played in the past um, something but make it fashion, as in like make it better, you know, upscale it. This time we thought we'd say popular game franchises, but make it horror. So what we're going to do this time is we'll bring a game series and we're just kind of like have an open conversation of, hey, this is a game series that I would like to make horror. What would be the twists? What would be a way to horrify it? And yeah, we'll just talk about it, shoot the shit, and have fun. Have fun so, is what it's all about. Exactly. We, I drew straws for everybody, oh unbeknownst God. to them. <sighs> and Danny, I drew your straw first. Oh so rip. What, what, what game series did you bring for us to talk about, about making it horror? So I may have cheated a little bit. So uh, more on the lines like of you like... you use a game shark? Actually, action replay, really. I, I was just going to say, actually, it was action replay, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> but I took two franchises that I would like to marry together. Ooh, and okay. it's not necessarily horror in like the scary sense, but more in like the Halloween sense we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I and this may be a point of contention, would love to see a Castlevania, you know, Warriors Musou type game. I think that would be super fun because you could fight just like onslaughts of skeletons, mummies, zombies, and all that good stuff, slashing away with your whip and your your doves and whatever else your characters (laughs) are using. Honestly, because there was already a Castlevania fighting game, I'm just surprised that this isn't already a thing. That's what I'm saying. All the material is already there for it. So, I mean, and people fangirl over all of the Castlevania characters, especially since they've just become more and more anime as we've gone. I agree. And they're so like iconic. I think a lot of people at this point in like Castlevania stage, well, now I think we're all just like waiting for a new game, but I think like, the characters have become so like iconic that we just want to control those characters in whatever sense we can. And so I think like a Musou type game would be like super fun for that. Cause I mean, you'd still have all the same bosses. You Like they, they have everything there. Just, just go for it. They even have like a, a, a time manipulation mechanic from that fighting game. So they could exactly. even pull that character back and like suck in all the characters from the different timelines to do it. Right. Like the, it's all laid out for them. We're just waiting for them to like bite, you know? And we, I mean, like, yeah, no we could intended. see Yoko Meldes, we could see, um, I mean, they, could, they could try and tie in the Castlevania Netflix series too and bring that Trevor over or something like that. That's true. Yeah. That gives them, more I, yeah, more I guess they would have to choose a, cu- a couple of Belmonts just so we're not getting like the <laughs> a same couple character. of Belmonts. There's like a dozen of them. <laughs> oh, I know, but I mean, we're if we threw all of them all in there, what's the difference between them? That's true. We'll just have to make them like costumes for each other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, I I think that that's a great idea for a game, and I and you know we, we're talking about like uh, fishmen and werewolves and stuff like that, um, and zombies. All of these things really hit that scary mm-hmm. game Halloween trope. So yeah, I, I think I think you're completely there. I can see it. You're defending 
small villages from like a horde exactly undead creatures i think that'd be cool well, this is like i'm like blown away because we've talked about these like types of things so often on this podcast like they should make this game but hearing this one from you danny it's kind of like how the fuck is this not already a game because i would i would be playing it right now <laughs> i mean they did it with fire emblem exactly. and dragon quest that's like, what how i could thought they not, how could i mean they, they, did do it, they did it with zelda <laughs> like twice so oh I, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would definitely play that for sure Ooh, but would it be like, I mean, so we're talking 3D, I'm assuming, as opposed to oh, like yeah. something else. Because I mean, Castlevania, I feel like I prefer it in 2D, but we're looking at 3D. Yeah, I feel like this would be 3D, but you know, maybe there's like, maybe it's kind of like Sonic Generations, where they like combine like a couple of 2D mm-hmm. stages or like platforming in between stages. Like you need to get from one location to another, and then you do like the whole stage. Like who knows? There's just yeah, so much opportunity that they have, and they're just leaving it on the table. So Nintendo. Yeah, Konami, what the fuck? Exactly. exactly. Stop making pachinko machines. Oh, Seriously. <laughs> All right, Jason, what did you have? Go oh, wait. Can I guess? Uh, can I guess? Okay, so I I preface this can with I, guess? I, I have I guess? A, yes, I have a can funny game and I have a serious game. So you can guess whichever one you want. You get to pick one. I'm gonna say you either said Legends of Zelda or Mega Man. Well, one of those is right. Which one do you think it is? Legends of Zelda. No, it's Mega Man. I was gonna <laughs> say Mega, Mega Man. Okay. <laughs> I love Mega Man. So I think if I was to pick a game series, uh, I would specifically pick the Mega Man X series. I think it's a bit more yeah. serious. And I feel like this doesn't need to be an M-rated game in whatever context you think M-rated means. But I think more so a more gritty, like hands down, I don't know, more like in your face action of being in the world of this post-apocalyptic world of uh, Reploids and this virus. I think that would be a really cool setting. So usually you're running and gunning as X or Zero or Axel if you're playing the shitty games. And it's it, it's fun, like, for what it is. But it's it's decidedly different when you think about the plot of those games being literally in a world where robots have kind of not necessarily taken over, but there's been this horrible virus that has made them sort of fight humanity. And so it is kind of now humans versus robots. So it's Terminator-esque, if you will. That's true. So like, would you play as, like, a human who's in this like horror world fighting against the robot masters or would you still be one of the right x or that is actually my whole major plot selling point is that you would have two campaigns all a resident evil one as a human let's just call him bob and then one as one of the reploids and let's just say it's x and so in these in each of these you're trying to still stop the other race if you will from advancing forward so you could play as the reploids trying to stop the humans from destroying the robots or vice versa humans to stop the reploids from advancing and killing all the humans and i think it would be neat to find out kind of in the end plot twist that like humans and robots have like worked together to just destroy the whole world so then the races combine and they hopefully become all joyous in the end blah 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 you need to have a happy ending but i think it would be fun to kind of uh, third route yeah yeah i think it'd be fun to explore that world and then uncover this mystery this sigma virus and Oh, I think it would just be cool. Like it would be so neat to do all that, and you could still do the the tropes of Mega Man. You could defeat enemies to gain their powers. Uh, the humans can find different weapons to power up their like mech suits to fight more robots. I, I think it'd be really cool, but I'm sure Capcom would fuck it up, and it wouldn't be that great. <laughs> because Capcom. Capcom, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we've discovered that Konami and Capcom just can't do it, so we have to do it for them. Yeah, that's true. This is kind of like a shitting on them kind of podcast, isn't it? <laughs> it's kind of been a shitting on them kind of decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Bring back Breath of Fire, bastards! Man, when was the last Breath of Fire game? Uh, It was a mobile game. Yeah, well, aside from the one that was never released, was it? Was it Dragon Quarter? Is that the one? 
Yep, Dragon, Dragon Quarter, Quarter was like, the last console like one. the last American release. Yeah, damn, and that damn. was 2005, maybe. It's a lifetime ago. That's three yeah, PlayStations ago. Time ago. Seriously. All right. What about you, Patrick? Games. Um. So I also had a coin toss on two decisions, but my gut's just telling me really to go with Final Fantasy. Mm. Um, because it's yeah, something that we haven't seen from exactly. Final Fantasy before. Well, my other answer was Persona, but that's Ooh, already very typical. close to horror game. <laughs> so I figured, like, I want to do something that isn't. Um, so I would probably envision it as like a really dark world game. Like, usually you think of Final Fantasy as being this, you know, like fantastical, lighthearted adventure um, environment. But I think this would be kind of not like post-apocalyptic, but definitely a messed up world. And I think, yeah, we would just see really messed up versions of things like the summons, mm-hmm. you know, like E3 oh, would be, cool. be like a really, really evil demon. You know, all the summons would be really bad. Like I think zombified or something. The- no, I think they would just be the overarching villain. So, oh. like we ha- kind of like the Dark Aeons in mm-hmm. Final yeah. Fantasy X, but we're talking about like really, really horrified versions of themselves. So, would this be like an action RPG, a turn-based RPG? I would want to keep Final Fantasy as best we could, and I think Final Fantasy was at its best when it was turn-based. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Danny, you probably agree with me. I there, definitely right? agree with you. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it would be a turn-based RPG, but I think it would also need to be some kind of, you know, survival elements in there. I know we talked about, um, when we had Bopper on our episode, what, um, like, a survival RPG would kind of look like. Um, Mm -hmm. It'd be, like, turn-based would be kind of hard, but I think think it could be done. What do you guys think about it? I agree. I think it could definitely be done, especially, like, uh, you can some of like those uh elements that you know like survival horror is known for or even you know take a page from i know one of your favorites kodalka where it's like you have to deal with inventory management um and like other like survival horror tropes just the fighting style is just turn-based so i mean like that game specifically was just kind of like survival horror with just a battle system incorporated into it instead of just shooting people on the map and so I feel like I think you bring up a good that. point with that. I think it would probably have to be in some contained environment. You yeah. know, like Kudelka all takes place, which I if you haven't played that game, if you can get it anywhere, because it's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Five hundred dollars, yeah. Uh, yeah, you like you need to get it because it's just a great PS1 classic. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what I envisioned as where you're in this very contained environment and everything is taking place in like this massive monastery or this massive castle. Because I think you kind of lose that element of fear the grander the world is the more that you can explore but maybe yeah it all takes place in this one place and i think that's why resident evil um two or even like three is so scary or one even because it is all contained to that one city so right. i think that could mm-hmm. really work for final fantasy it's even like a vagrant story too like how it takes place in like the catacombs like you can do an expansive place if it's done right and atmospheric and i feel like that's just like the most important element I'm Plus, imagine thinking... how murderous the Tonberries would be if they, you know, like <laughs> they're in a horror game instead of just being these like cute little. He's got a little knife. Right. <laughs> I, I I do want to bring up too. I feel like Final Fantasy. One of the big cruxes for that series is the story, and so I think your idea of these evil aeons taking over is actually pretty great. So I think that would be. I'm almost envisioning something like a, uh, maybe to an extent, a Dark Souls or a a Bloodborne, where there's big boss battles against evil Adelons or evil, you know, summons, whatever you want to call them. 
and that seems pretty cool and like a, a really technical fight on how to do them even in a uh turn-based combat style i think would be pretty challenging and rewarding and if you throw it in the survival elements like making your own weapons and they might break or having to eat before you go in something like that to make it final fantasy e i think it'd be pretty cool but again i'm sure square will never make that game Thanks, or maybe Square. you could combine it where it's like Clock Tower meets um, uh, Final Fantasy, where you have to go through and dodge these Aeons until you get to a certain point where you can actually fight them. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are normal monsters that you can fight, but they will pursue you throughout the game. and uh, The Aeons will pursue you in, throughout the game until you get to this point where you can actually mm. fight them. And they're like, they're just like, again, these really twisted, fucked up versions of what they usually are. And is the goal of the game to kill Chaos? Chaos? <laughs> gonna kill Chaos. I, I mean, isn't that the goal of any Final Fantasy game? <laughs> so true, so true. But arguably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've given Square, Capcom, and Konami their next bestseller list, we want to hear what you all think. What are some of the games that you'd want to see horrified and made M-rated or just drastically different than what they are right now? Hit us up over on our Twitter and Instagram at HeyRPGamer, and don't forget we have a Discord as well. Join the conversation over there too. First of all, I just want to say thank you, Danny, for making an appearance on our Halloween episode. It was great having you here, and I have yeah. a feeling that we might be seeing more of you in the future. I would sure love that. No, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you enjoyed listening to us today, be on the lookout for our next podcast. We're going to do a special on Christmas. To keep the spoopy mood going, I've been playing Little Hope over on the RP Gamer Twitch channel. Uh, you can catch us each Wednesday. I'll be streaming that game. And you, and you can always catch up on our previous live streams over on our YouTube as well. So jump in there and get scared with me and Patrick and Dan. Gamers, we appreciate you all for listening and hope you had a great time. Now go in there and get spoopy. Ooh. 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 Ooh.